This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi. Hello. How's it going? Good. This is me trying to pretend I'm not grouchy. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this is me. I know. And you know, it's so funny because I keep thinking like, we might have people that have never heard us before. And then it's like two ladies talking with each other and not even knowing who we are. So do you want to say, you know, this is Elsie and this is Jess? <laughs> oh, you think we should start doing that? Maybe. I mean, you always say hi, Elsie, and I say hi, Jess. This time I just said hi. So it's sort of like we just oh. said, I don't know, you know, but. You're right. Okay, here we go. Okay. This is Elsie and this is Jess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jess. And I'm Elsie. Oh and God. welcome to She Podcast. <laughs> you are doing a really good job of hiding your um, anger. I'm just grouchy. You know, I'm just scratching. My job is making me grouchy today. Oh. My agency job is making me grouchy today. You know, sometimes all I ask for is just one month of peace and quiet. Not mm. not introvert, introvertedly to be left alone. But I feel that a lot, a lot of times being by being an agent, and this is probably the nature of the beast, like I have opened myself up to be harassed. And um, I don't like it. So, for example, did you hear anything? Did you hear anything? What do you think? What do you think? Have you got any leads? You got any leads? What's going on? What's going on? And and every time I get one of those emails, I get mad. And I don't like that. And I mean, if you're my client and you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but it's true. I do. I don't like that. I mean, but I mean, in some ways, once in a while, it's actually helping me to remind me to follow up on something. But for the most part, I'm just waiting out, same as everybody else. And so I have to then... You've put me in the position of delivering bad news to you, which I don't like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, yeah, totally. I get it. Like no news is usually not good news. So if you don't hear from me, it just means things are going slowly. And then also I'm grouchy because another client keeps saying no to ads. And that pisses me off too. It's like, why am I selling it for you? Right. say no. That's the other frustrating. Yeah. That's the other frustrating part. Cause you do have, you sort of have to. Oh gosh. It's like you have to nurture both sides of the of the sphere there. You know, you gotta do the whole it's yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I understand if you say yeah. no if you have a ten minute show and I've filled it, you know, with two or three ads, but don't say no. I just I don't like when people have a forty five minute show and they won't take more than two or three. Like it's like why am I selling it for you then? I'm saying they won't take three. Is I guess what I'm saying. It's okay to – so like I basically have a client with a 45-minute show and she will only do two sponsors. And it's annoying because she's one of the most requested shows and it's really limiting as far as the amount of money. Yeah, I have to say though, Jess, I don't know if I would do three either. That's a lot. In fact, I have something that I wrote in here about that later on. But yeah, I, I'm not sure that I, I think I would be the annoying client for you. You are the annoying client. That's why we don't do ads that often. <laughs> you are full on the annoying client. I am the annoying client. And you know what? The best part was is like that last summer when I sold sponsorship to our event. Yeah. And then we had to do five ads. It was crazy. We had so many ads. Oh and God. you made me do every read because <laughs> you were like, "Fuck, I'm not fucking doing it." Oh. Go ahead, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them who's up. <laughs> I did a so couple funny. of them. I did a couple of them. Come and on. You, you know, oh, come on. I did I once in a while. But yes, I do throw them your way. And I think part of it is that I don't know enough, you know, and with some of them. About the product. Yeah. yeah same box. Yeah, that makes sense. But like, it was just funny. I mean, I won't. It felt like a lot to me too, believe me. It felt like a lot. But. You know, these are people who have retained me for their for my services. Yeah. 
And so when I'm too successful, I get smacked down. I don't like that. I guess that's the point. And I think, you know, that's like I could understand I've never done I – mean, I mean, I have worked in exactly the what you're doing, so I've experienced doing that. But I've also done <clears throat> like the whole acting thing and in the – and I remember I got really talk, – not talked down to, but like got, got talking to from one of my agents, you know, and I – because it – number one, it's kind of a challenge to get yourself a really good agent in Los Angeles. I was very lucky when I went over there. I immediately had um, really good agents as well as a manager. And, um, you know, I started to go out very, I mean, I was going out on a lot of auditions when I was over there. The thing is, the quality of the auditions were not very good. Once in a while, I got some really great, like they got me in the door for a couple of really awesome movies. And I thought, oh my God, this is so great. But there was also a lot of like doing daytime TV things, the, you know, the soap opera Mm. stuff. And that's, that's not like I went to grad. It's so I was so above that. You know, I went to grad school. I studied Shakespeare, for God's sake. I'm not going to go and do daytime TV. It's just not something I want to do. And and so I would get all uppity about it. And I didn't want to do it. I was just like, and then I would tell my manager I didn't want to go on the audition and whatnot. And then one day my man, my agents actually called me and they said, seriously, you have no power. You either do this or we drop you. And I didn't have at that time the sort of confidence to stand my ground and to sort of follow my artistic expression. I just felt so cornered. Like I had to sort of, you know, go down to this level of doing like this, these, these, that's what I thought anyway at the time. I don't feel that way, but I do feel like this, like I would drop a client if, so, so here's a position that this person put me in. She went on her own and sold the entire month of October. Mm-hmm. And this was after I already had her on a couple proposals, some of which said yes. So I made sure they were okay. And then, so now there's a couple days in October where she has three. And she was like, well, we're going to have to rearrange that. That can't happen. We can't do that. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I didn't exactly create that situation, did I? No, I did not. But also this is a person who like, you know, imagine, okay, so Yes. If you were the client who, A, wouldn't take any of the gigs because they were beneath you, but also, B, when you did take a gig, wouldn't turn in your timesheet, that's this client also. Mm. She's not just a client who um, won't take gigs as an actress. She's also a client who doesn't do the paperwork follow-up and makes my office have to chase it down. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, that's kind of why I'm grouchy. Well, actually, I'm grouchy because this one person, she she won't take this ad because, you know, the way that um, Performance Bridge does all their ads is they recommend that their clients do a one episode test. Now, every podcaster knows it's stupid. We all know. But if you don't do the test, they don't buy for the quarter. And so this particular time, you know, it's a perfect um, match for the podcaster, but she won't do a one episode test. Hmm. So she passed on it. So I just feel like I'm not going to sell her anymore. Because mm. she wants the client. So so do you see what I mean, Elsie? It's not like you don't have to take the gigs or I'll drop you. But don't. But it's like you said, don't assume you have all the power too, though. Yeah. Exa- uh, yes, you're right. You're right. I had – that was a big learning thing for me, you know, because it, it is a, a very subtle – it's a relationship. You have to give a little, take a little, kind of work through a little. And I was like all into my ideology and just who well, I was. As you should be. That's your you thing. You know, I mean, I, t- I completely understand that. And I think that there would have been a different way to do things. And I think part of it is the fact that I wasn't booking anything. So there's that. I mean, I also, I also, let's do, let's do another scenario. Let's say you're an actress and you've booked a gig and you've said yes and the gig doesn't start till November, but you want the script by next week or you won't do it. I have that scenario too. Hmm. Well, that I only- need the copy points now because I'm doing this because I'm doing my part of the gig on my own next week. Even if it's not till oh, October. Oh, I see what you're talking about. Well, you know what? That's a really Yeah, because they're record- the logist- Yeah, they logist- record really far in advance. Totally. Logistically speaking, I think that that's something that needs to be figured out. Definitely. I don't think that. Well, and it's not. And so 
Liz Covert's one of those people. So if you're listening, Liz, it's not just you. You're not my only one who does that. I mean, I have a couple of podcasters that record far enough in advance where as soon as I book them, they demand the script. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and then I have to be, you know, or uh, there was one scenario. Thank God this wasn't Liz. It was another person where like it was HelloFresh. It takes two weeks to get the box of food. They need a test in September. So I booked it like October or uh, August 20th, let's say. And the ad was supposed to be done on the 18th. And they were like, well, once we get the food, we need at least two weeks. And I was like, then you're in October. Mm. You're going to have to be flexible here. You can't need two weeks from the time you get the product because it could take you two weeks to get the product. And by the time that happens, a month has passed. You get not to mention that if you wait two weeks to make a box of food, it's going to all be bad. Hmm. You're going to need to cook that within two to three days. It's chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, don't be waiting 10 days on that. Dumb. I mean, not dummy, but I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that even I completely agree. I think the logistics of of this business, like, I mean, yeah, it is. It is hassling. It is sort of like. Not being able to, because as let's say we are the talent, right? As the talent, we want to be mm-hmm. as good as we possibly can. Like we really want to like nail it, right? Or at least that's how I would approach it. Like I really want this to succeed. And if I want it to succeed, like as an artist, I would like to have a certain amount of time so that I could really internalize what everything's doing, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, but the thing is, the reality of, doing business, not being an artist, is completely the opposite. It's very like, let's get this together. Let's make it happen. Come on, go. And uh, that's what I experienced as well in, in terms of the acting thing, where it's like you would get an, you know, you would get a, what do you call it? A, a really fantastic uh, a scene that's really emotional and it's amazing. And you have to go in and you get it at like, you know, 11 o'clock at night, the night before and your audition is 10 a.m. in the next morning. And it's like, oh, how am, when, when's the, when am I going to work on this? Right. And you just seriously have to just go in there and do it <laughs> and hope to God yeah. everything works out. <laughs> so I understand. And of course, that's God. not. It's not an optional thing. But yeah, these are little logistics that maybe that's an interesting thing. I think if you were to even write a little bit about this or post about it a little bit more, like just these key points so that people know that there's all of this other little things that are it's not as easy as, hey, I have a sponsor. How much should I charge? Like that's the almost the least in, like the, that's the easiest thing to figure out. That's the easiest part. Yeah, right? that's the easiest exactly. part. Totally. So I just think that doing. But stuff just like on that a personal great. level, I'm a person who will avoid pretty much anything in order not to be hassled or to avoid hassle. Like I'm a person that won't walk eight inches left if I have to go right. And so consequently, this extra hassle that I've opened myself up to makes me grouchy sometimes. Mm. And like as much as I love and I do love the people that I work with. I just wish I wasn't in a position of being hassled because it makes me love them just a little bit less in that moment. (laughs) And I don't want to feel that way. I love loving them. I know. I'm sorry. You know what? It is kind of like a boyfriend, too. You're just like, you know what? You're so in love, so in love. But God, I mean, I know we all have to have flatulence once in a while. But damn, (laughs) I have to love you a little bit less during that time period. Just a little bit. Yeah, then just, I can go back to being in love with you. I promise. Yeah. Just get through this, you know, and then. Uh, but right. I know that you had a really well. fantastic time over at MapCon, though, with all yes. you know, podcasters and doing all the lovey-dovey thing, all the yummy relationship chatting and catching up, and just camaraderie that comes with being in these live yes. events. Is that right? I've had a lot of camaraderie lately. Yep, we did um, podcast Mid Atlantic which was this past weekend and the sessions are really, I think focused on people who are new to podcasting, but the downtime for this one, you know, everyone says, Oh, it's what happens in the hallways. It's great. Well, everyone's in all the sessions. It's a full day. Like there's no tracks or anything. You don't get to choose what sessions you just are there for all of it. But that kind of makes by the end of the day, 
it kind of makes for a casual atmosphere where you're talking to the audience and they're talking back to you and like there's like some pri- you know some private jokes throughout the day about what's happening with people and like and then after the event it was like from 5 to 11 it was almost like 6 or 7 hours of just palling around like i think i sat at the bar table eating nachos with <laughs> John, Dave Jackson, Ramona, and Mark from podcast websites for like six hours, five hours. Like you never get that kind of time with people. I actually made Dave Jackson laugh out loud like guffaw. That oh, never good. happens. You know That's how hard awesome. it is to make him laugh out loud like that? Yeah. Well, well, actually, you moment, know what? You never know because, Jess, he might do that when he's listening to you in this show but not in front of you. I mean, there's a difference between, ha, ah, that's funny, and, like, have to hold your breath for a second. Oh, that's good, yeah. <laughs> I doubt he's doing that. <laughs> I just made him, I, you know, it's, it was fun to make him giggle. Well, that's great. Um, he makes me laugh like that all the time. Yeah, so. And to pull in, you know, really to pull in our producer, John, this was like, yeah, is, John, this your, is, this your second, is this your second MapCon? Yeah, it was, and, you know, the best part was, afterwards in the they had a bar there and they had you know where you could get something to eat and just hanging out and meeting people uh i mean yes we were hanging out a lot but i just people that you haven't seen or you've heard like uh the fish nerd clay from the fish nerds and uh just a bunch of other people and then there was like some new people that were getting ready to start a podcast so they were all excited there was like the middle of the room were all new podcasters and all the seasoned podcasters were like around like we had them surrounded you're not leaving until you start a podcast. <laughs> That's basically what we're Actually, doing. Actually, I didn't notice that, but you're right. Yeah. They was, were all down the center and all the – you're right. And uh, it was fun. It was That's fun really talking funny. to some of them. And just to hear what goes on, you know, from their perspective. Like uh, one person, she wanted to start a podcast. So she – I don't know who she found. She never said who they were. But it was like they would do everything. They And it was uh, – a a crap ton of money for her to do per month, like thirty five hundred hours, and I was like, "Woo, hey now, that's uh." And they said they would get her sponsorship and all. And I just kind of, I was a little nervous for her because I didn't want her to get a bad taste of podcasting by getting railroaded by somebody. But you know, it's funny just just to hear the stories that go on. And uh, yeah, and I actually got Dave Jackson the belly laugh too. <laughs> awesome! I don't know if I can I can do that. But oh, I guess sure it's something to aspire to, but not on purpose. I think that's a problem. I think that there's times when it happens and it's not planned. <laughs> it just happens. Okay, but Ma- so MapCon, when you guys were talking about it, it's all in the same room and everybody got together and all that blah, blah, blah. Wasn't that the way PodFest was? And that's why you liked it so much the first year, Jess? Yes, that's exactly how it was. Maybe there's something to that. Right, but you can't just have an event for socializing because nobody would fly across the country for that. No, no, no. What I'm saying is maybe there's something to not necessarily making it a social event, making it like everybody in the same room kind of sessions thing where it's like, Oh yeah. Where the, where the tracks aren't split is what I'm saying. Because the, the, I think that one of the reasons from our own event, remember when we did our own live event, we, that, I mean, yeah, that that was it, but it, it, but that was just us though. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it really was, us the entire time on stage but i do kind of feel that there's a part where that could be really nice where people have like this is the choice and if you want to miss like one or something like that you're welcome to come in and out kind of thing and you can engage or not so i don't know i just i feel that that's kind of neat one of the things that they do which was really i I love it you have to make a podcast you get four people together and you have to make a podcast Out of six words, they give you an envelope with six words, and you have to come up with podcast art, a theme song, and a, a five-minute episode, and they give you 20 minutes to do it. And I'll tell you what, the class this year really stepped up. It was hard. Uh, it was hard to actually come up with something that was funny, and I thought we had a pretty good chance of winning it again, and we didn't even place, which was uh, – it was, was hard upsetting. because they has to throw in an alcoholic word in every single one. Like right. we had heroic, cynic, and then rum. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how's that supposed to go? I'm, and plus we were working with Ramona's kids. 
They oh. were good though. The the tiny potters were really good. I mean, yeah, they were good. They actually Most did of that really stuff well. Was their idea. See, yeah. I'd be honest with good. you. I think uh, you and uh, Amanda kind of drug them down. I think that if it wasn't for you two, they would have won. <laughs> You're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, it's really fun. It is really fun. It is really, really fun. I wish, my only wish, but Joe knows this because I've said it many times, I wish that he wasn't doing it in Swedesboro, New Jersey <gasps> at a hotel. How dare you? That looks you? like, come on, you don't live in Swedesboro. Even where you live would be better. I thought the place was, what's wrong with the hotel? It was really nice. Everything was I mean, the bar was right there. It was. Here's the thing about the hotel. It is dab smack in the middle of nowheres. And it does look and feel like a hotel that you would take someone on the sly. But to Joe's credit, the food is excellent. Oh. Yes. And that's what matters. Well, also the rooms. But, but I will also say this. What? I will also say this, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, John. There's not very many restaurants I've been to in New Jersey that have been terrible. It's like the whole state knows how to make a, a meal. That is true. I I never, I mean, I could stop on the side of the road and eat out of the back of a truck and it would be delicious in New Jersey. I cannot explain it. It's like the whole state is covered in magic. That is true. I mean, and you could walk, walk up right to, up the, at the entrance of the hotel. They had a big super Wawa. So you could go there the and that's that? even pretty good. What is a that? Wawa? You've never a heard Wawa? of the Wawa? <laughs> You don't know what a Wawa is? Well, is it a Wawa? What's funny well, I- is that Mark, Mark was, the second I got there, he was like, I've been to the Wawa. And I was like, all right, okay. Wawa, I don't even know what it's named after, but basically it is like a 7-Eleven, but super clean. It has a deli that makes sandwiches. They also do hot foods. Like you can get a little container of mac and cheese or chicken soup, chicken tenders, but then also they will make you smoothies and iced coffee and frozen drinks. They also have donuts in a case. It's hard, but then also you can get gas out front. So it's hard to explain kind of, but the gas, you know what I mean? But it's called Wawa. And I, and I must be, they have a little bird as their logo. So yeah, it's I a think goose. it's probably short for an Indian word. Cause there's also like Wawa set around here. So it's gotta be short for something, but it's Wawa, W-A-W-A. It's a goose. It's some. It's a type of a goose. Or oh, my God. Oh, okay. That's the name of it. That's insane. I mean, that like that word. I mean, I know that I've, I've heard it before. It is but in, weird. But in Spanish, because I do believe, I'm not sure, and I'm sorry, my people, if I if I get the wrong place, but I'm not sure if it was Cuba or, or Puerto Rico that say Wawa is the bus. Oh. Because we say, oh. like in El Salvador, we say bus. It's just el bus. That's what it is but in different el bus el bus but in and i know that there's different countries that say the wawa is the bus okay and so that's what you say like in you're speaking spanish and wawa is the way you describe it so i don't like the word that you so that's really strange to me the funny thing was i recorded on friday night before i went there and i had the worst show my mixer the brand new mixer i had when i put it in when i was getting ready to record it wasn't working right i'm sure it was something i was doing and I had to take and swap my whole mixer out in like 15 minutes. And we did Facebook oh God, Live. Such a bad mood. And I got there and I was such, a, I was in a horrible mood <laughs> and just having everybody there to commiserate in my self pity. And uh, a six Jack, double Jack and Cokes later, I and say, I was fine. I'm sure those Jack and oh Cokes didn't hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen a double Jack and Coke? It's like a full glass of wine. Oh my God. That's what they were pouring it in. Oh yes, God. I was, uh, I felt I was I had one happy. Jack and Coke and I had to stay there for an hour just to sober up. That's how strong <laughs> they were making up. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean the Wawa, I live close enough to a Wawa where I eat there for breakfast or lunch sometimes. Like I just, after, cause I, you can walk there from Isaac's school. So I just kind of like pop over and get a sandwich. Yeah. Wawa is a great thing to, I mean, the food is really good. I just, I can't stand that it's in Swedesboro cause I feel like there's no draw. Like, I can't get Elsie to come up here from Asheville and fly into Philly to go to Swedesboro. I'm telling well, no, you, I don't know why that, not, because we're there. True. We're the draw. Yeah. The people that go in the draw. Maybe I have I location that. shame. Yeah, you have location shame. It's not a big deal. Yeah. I think I right. do. It's, right. It's, there's plenty of parking there. It's easy to get to. That's it's true. right off the That's highway. True. 
True. You know, there's not you don't have to pay twenty something dollars to park. The parking's free. There are plenty of restaurants and little nice little bars and stuff to go to that's all around there. We never had to because everything was so self-contained and it was nice there. The other half of audio editing solutions, Justin, uh, my nephew who also edits with me, he had come up for this too. This was his first podcasting conference and he had a blast. That's great. He uh, he was in doing all that. He was in there doing and he he actually does a podcast with Heather Ordover. And so he was up there for the first one. He had a blast. So, yeah, I I, keep, I hope they keep doing it there, to be quite honest with you. That's cool. I think it's location, Blah, James. blah. It's because it's in your backyard. So right. now next exactly. time, though, about so you guys put in the deep for MapCon if you guys want to come and check it out and have some good food and good conversations and low-key and accessibility, meaning that you're not, not going to have to be. I'm never not going to. I'm never not going to go because I always have the time of my life with you freaking people. Yeah. Well, it's going to say. I think I'm that it's worth it. I'm always going to go. It's just not going to be like Joe fancy would have pants. To, yeah. That's all. And as, as uh, <clears throat> podcasting not, that's the other conference. thing is that I never feel like I have to dress up. I'm cool. I spoke in jeans and a t-shirt. I will say that I was late that morning because I glued my eyelashes on upside down. Though. That was an accident. I got a little vain. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but still, jeans and a t-shirt. And it's so that's economical the- as, far as far as podcast conferences. I mean, I bought my ticket the first day. It was, that was 50 bucks. To go to a conference. Yeah, 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 that's true. So you can go to podcastmidatlantic.com right now. They, I'm sure he still has he has tickets on sale for next year if you hear this and you want to come. Please come because it's sweet. In case you don't know, Swedesboro is like 15 minutes from Philadelphia. So if you're in the north, if you're in the south, it's very easy to drive. I mean, Amanda and Clay, uh, Amanda Dowdy from Great Beer Adventure and Clay from Fishner's drove down from Maine. A couple people. Ramona was up from Virginia. So please come. I, Anise Mabry was there the first year. That's how I met her. I really miss you there, Anise. It would be cool if you could come. Please. It's 10 minutes from the Philadelphia International Airport. Yes. All right. Let's move on because we've All been right. talking about this now for, oh, my God, a half yes. hour. And okay. so actually, you know, just again, keeping our, our producer in the mix at this moment. Um, but um, I have my first audiobook on Audible. I am so excited and so proud. So and exciting. Thank you so much, John, for supporting me to do this endeavor because he was able to do all the post-production for it. And he, you know, had my back when we needed to do some tweaking and whatnot. So it was really great. So the book is called Body Thrive, and it's by my friend Kate Stillman. And her book is it's really fantastic. I mean, it really is a, a great read. And it's one of those books that you kind of read over and over and over again. And you can essentially sort of like read every chapter like a podcast. So it's like, think of it as everything's like a podcast episode. So you don't have to sort of like read it beginning to end, that kind of stuff. It's And it's sort of like how using like 10 habits can really change your overall like vitality and your health at a, at a very um, ground level uh, so that it really reflects as much impact as possible in the way that you live your life. So it's so awesome. I'm going to put a link in the comments and the show notes, guys, because I had a blast doing this book. I learned a lot. And I had put that as one of my goals for this year to not necessarily finish an audiobook, but to really put myself out there as a narrator. And I'm so stoked that it actually came to pass so it was really great that you never have to do it again just well, kidding no i actually really enjoyed it a lot so i'm you know i really really did enjoy it i i see it as another viable like income coming my way because it's sort of like ageless i feel it's something that i can continue doing until i'm very old and if i take care of my voice i think it would be a fantastic way to do it i mean you do it from your own house right so, True. I love hey, it. do you I ever look it. at your kids and think, how can I monetize you? <laughs> <laughs> if I could just I get them to help, if I could just help them to, to clean up, I think that would be enough. If like they could just be like my, my, it would be really sad if you label them this way. But if they could be like the maids, that would be awesome. But that, obviously that doesn't yeah. really work out when much. when nathan and emily both hit high school i thought oh good they're of monetizable age and i thought i could teach them how to like schedule tweets and like do some graphic design and emily could not have been further interested and nathan was only interested when i told him i knew how to create t-shirts then oh. for four years all he did and he still does this sometimes he'll send me a terrible gif or some kind of low resolution art and be like can you make a t-shirt from this and i'm like no because <laughs> i don't own the rights to that image dummy 
Make your own image. Can you put the words hamburger face on a t-shirt? I'm like, yes, but I don't want to. (laughs) So maybe your kids will be a little more useful than mine have been. Yeah, that would have been a wonderful birthday gift for him. Or I know. But Isaac has potential. Did you hear? I sent you guys both um, me singing to him. Uh Did you guys hear it? I was singing Summertime. Which is a really old tale. I would sing like summertime and the living is easy. And you go with Yaya and Izzy. <laughs> and then I would go, <laughs> and then I would go, fish are jumping and the river is high. And then I go, your daddy's rich. And you go, my daddy's Scott. And, I, <laughs> and your mama's good looking. My daddy's Scott. <laughs> so he's so funny, like all on his own. It's hilarious. He's hilarious. Well, maybe I you I said it to you, didn't I? You, I don't remember that, so I'm gonna have to hear that post mm, in maybe post. Maybe you were asleep. Maybe I was asleep. Oh my I god, was asleep. Anyway, all right. He's so, definitely monetizable. We, all right, moving on. Speaking to about monetization, though, we news. do have a sponsor. Would you like to talk about some Sanebox? I would. Sanebox.com. First of all, I'm going to give you the link. It's Sanebox. S A N E, as in insane in the membrane. Sanebox.com forward slash she pee. And basically, um, I was drowning an email and I was selling same box on other shows. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to try this for two weeks. And I did in my inbox. I'm a changed woman. Hallelujah. I'm a changed woman right now. I have 49 messages in my inbox. But then I have a um, another inbox called sane later, which is stuff I don't have to deal with right now. Another 120 in there. And then another 148 new, oh my God, the hiccups or something, newsletters that I don't have to look at. And so now when I go in my inbox, instead of being like an, like an overwhelming to the eye, I can see what I have to attend to right now. And then I can go back into the news or the later and look at that stuff, you know, later. But the only problem is that sometimes once in a while, if someone hits you up out of the blue, it goes in the later folder. So you kind of it's not it's not like unroll me where you can just ignore it. You really do have to check these boxes because I've missed some stuff, some follow ups from PM and some stuff because they just haven't emailed me before. And so because they haven't emailed me before, I think that Sanebox thinks like, well, you don't have to deal with it right this second. And technically that's true. But on the other hand, if somebody – if let's just say, you know, random publisher is like, we need you to write a book and we're going to pay you a million dollars right now. You don't want that in the later folder. That's something you got to deal with now. So you just have to keep up on the inboxes and make sure everything is trained properly. But it is a lifesaver by far. It's been the biggest lifesaver and I'm much more productive. So please check it out, sanebox.com forward slash sheep. You get a 14-day free trial, but then if you go to that link and use it, you also get a $20 credit towards your first month. Or I mean, if it's if you take the – I think the monthly is like 12 bucks, so you'll get a credit for a couple months then. Um, so it's been really great. Um, so check it out. Woo! Yeah. And then on that note, okay. we can start doing our news. Fabulous! The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. All right. So it seems like the big news was last week's. I guess yeah, last week's Apple event. Jess, the Apple event, the new iPhones. Yes, last week. Last iTunes. Week. <laughs> the Apple event was last week, and we got a couple of new iPhones, the iPhone 8 and the the famous, well, they're billing it as like, oh, my God, the life-changing iPhone 10. So what do you guys think about that? Uh, Jess, any new uh, upgrades to your phones? iPhone 10. Are you going to get it, really? The X, you mean? iPhone X? I think I don't it's know. called iPhone 10. It is, but I like X. But X. I know I like X, too. So I just got the 7 Plus. Uh-huh. So I am not 100% sure why I want this one yet. Like, I know that it's wireless charging. I know it has a big old display, but it's not as big as the 7 Plus. No, it's and I'm not. Getting it's actually old. smaller. It's like, yeah, the big old display is only... Yeah, because they've sort of removed the outside parts of it and whatnot. But the wireless charging is also available for the 8. 
So the 10 isn't, it's just the fact that they're doing face recognition now. Uh, it has like some insane. Inner- I like face recognition. Well, do you? Okay, because this is something that just came up like in an article. Actually, I linked it through there and I'll, I'll link it in the show notes because I, I like that gonna- the. I like that the emojis will make my faces. Yes. I love the emoji. And <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's so funny. I was listening to Today in iOS, which is Rob Walsh's podcast, right? And he came into mm-hmm. talking about the emojis. And I got to tell you, the emojis are a huge selling point for me. Like a huge thing because I'm such an emoji girl. Like I love how cool is it that they can actually talk and they can and they can do these fun things with oh, your I face. Oh, I didn't know they could talk. Dude, they talk. And so I didn't know they'd be able to talk. So you could talk like a poop. I don't I mean, the first time I already <laughs> did that. I think I've covered that. <laughs> but like yeah, I do think it's fun to be able to talk like a pig and stuff like But will I pay $1000 for that after I just no. paid 600 for this bad boy? I don't know. Yeah, no. I I The agree. other thing is I have not paid I have not paid $600 for this. I paid $25 a month for yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. That's, so that's, could that's, I just go switch them out or what? Well, I don't know. It depends on what you put in there. I and think I think it's a. it might be a yearly thing. But I guess here's the thing. Like there's – there is really face recognition better though, Jess. Think about it in the use case scenario. Because right now, let's say you're using Apple Pay and you are like – and this is actually from the article of The Verge, which is – that I linked in here inside of the show notes. And they were talking about the use case of going using Apple Pay. You're at the grocery store. You're paying with the thing. Now you can essentially look down and press – you know, tap your finger on it. And it's almost seamless. Like if you can get it in your body, you can very easily just use the Apple Pay and nobody would know the wiser and there you go versus the face recognition. So does that mean that you have to hold it up? Like, do you have to hold up the phone so that it can seize your face? Or is this something that you're going to have to be looking at? Like, can you look down and be all coy about using face recognition? Like, I'm not sure how all of that stuff will happen. It feels like there are times, especially when you're trying to open the darn thing, that it might feel a little awkward versus just putting your finger on there. It just seems like that's a little less intrusive. Well, here's the thing also is that like Howard Stern was talking yesterday about how like the the touch ID never works for him. So, you know, the face ID isn't going to work. And then Robin was like, oh, yeah, like my thumbprint works like every once every five times. I'm like, it never doesn't work for me. I use the touch ID every single time without an issue. I don't know what those old people are doing, but I also know with Apple that the first rendition is never the best rendition. So if right. I get the iPhone 10, I'm probably going to be pised because that's pissed. But I was being funny. But then mm. I realized it probably didn't go over. Anyway, um, I'm probably going to be mad because like the Apple Watch, the first rendition of anything is going to be terrible. So I think I might wait because I really like the 7 Plus And I don't think I need no. fun emojis. And when I do get them, I'll be super excited. Now – Maybe something will happen or there will be an app that will change my mind, like something that I really do. That's what happened with the 7 is the camera. I really did feel like I was missing a good camera. Got it. So that's one reason why I went bigger, but. I didn't want to, I don't think I'm going to go bigger. I'm going to stay. Well, I certainly, right now I have a 6, so I'm due for an upgrade for sure. Yes, and, you are. And um, so I'm actually just going to upgrade to an 8. I don't want an 8+. Plus. And I kind of don't want the 10. I just, I don't think it's I'm not gonna lie. I worth mean, it. You I may want to consider the 8+. Plus. That is worth it. You think? I, I just feel that it, for my yes. like, the way that I put things in my pocket and the kind of case that I have, I, feel, I figure it's going to be gigantic. You know, I mean, it fits like in it's... my pocket, but the particular jeans that I'm wearing now, it actually pulls my pants down because they're a little too yeah, loose. Yeah, that's what happens with my pocket, already. And then, like, my pants are around my knees. But <laughs> being able to – but I can type so much better. Can so you? much better. And, I mean, I had the I, the first freaking iPhone, the 4. I mean, I went from the 3 and the 3GS and the 4. The second I got a plus, I was like, thank God. It was a huge difference. I never got used to typing on the smaller ones. Never. Mm. And so once I got a big one, now I will say this, you can't hold it in one hand. It's very hard to type with one hand. You kind of do need both your hands to say anything of significance, but you can see so much better and type with more clarity and see your emails better and your Facebook better. All of that is better. Just when you go to the store, look at the bigger screen. It's like, 
it feels more like a mini iPad in a good way. And it does still fit in your freaking pocket. You just maybe do the back pocket, not the front pocket. That's true. And well, here's the other thing, though. I'm not going to be going to a store. I am buying it. If not, I actually, as we're speaking, though, I should have already bought it because um, it goes on sale at midnight Pacific Standard Time on the 15th, which is already passed by the time this is airing. Mm -hmm. So I should have already at least bought my phone. If I can, mm-hmm. if it's not, I doubt it'll be sold out because I'll be doing, uh, I, again, I think I'm leaning towards the eight because even now it's going to be, it's going to be over a thousand dollars. Dude, it's going to be the biggest over... difference between the eight and the 10. The biggest difference is the face recognition. They have, I think the camera is also not um, necessary, more different. Um, there is, there are a couple of different. things internally that are like the processors that are using for the 10. And some of that, like, it's just like some of the stuff that they started to talk about, I didn't really go into, but I was like, holy crap, it seems like that is so fancy. Um, although, mm. really, though, it's just the, the way that it's designed, it's really different. It, it doesn't have a home button. You have to swipe up, I think, or swipe down or something. Like, it has, like, no home. So that's completely different. The entire screen is um, being used differently. Um, it's got an but OLED. None of this is a need to have so far. It has an OLED uh, screen, which hasn't really happened inside of uh, on the iPhone as of yet, and that seems like mm-hmm. that is perhaps why it's so expensive. So this, these are LCDs, and the OLED screens seems to be like the biggest thing um, that is driving mm-hmm. actually the Apple, the iPhone 10, which is. What I've heard, and then here's the thing, I don't know what the difference is. All I know is that there's actually an article from Macworld that says OLED versus LCD, how the iPhone X's display changes everything. So I'm not sure what that means. Me neither. And so it seems like the screen itself is something that's like huge. Sort of like you don't know what you're missing, uh, I guess, until you have it kind of thing. I haven't been missing most of anything with my iPhone 6. And I think the reason that I'm wanting to upgrade... Well, yeah, exactly. That's what... Now, now, that's what I'm missing. My phone is so slow. It's so jam-packed. Like, whenever I load, like, something like Facebook or my email even, it takes, like, five... I'm like, it takes, like, five seconds to, like, to scroll. (laughs) At least you hear your um, first world problem. Exactly. My first... Could you you imagine? It's like, it takes five seconds, man. I could have been doing... I don't know what with those five seconds. But it just... Oh, my God. I could have... Cured cancer. <laughs> Do you know what it would be if I just added up all those five seconds? I'd have two minutes at the end of the day. So um, <laughs> it's like, but it's just, oh, I don't know. It is really slow, but it says that, um, let me see. What's the advantage of OLED? The display is typically the most power hungry component uh, in any phone because of the backlight. By removing it, the iPhone will be more power efficient, which is great for users. It's not the only reason they applaud to applaud the OLED. Um, getting rid of the backlit allows for the entire display module to be thinner, which is an important consideration in a smartphone. Apple could use the extra space to make the phone thinner or add a little more battery capacity. Just as important is the image. OLEDs display more vibrant colors, have deeper blacks and brighter whites, and greater contrast ratios, so most people find them superior to LCD. I don't know if that like is like, oh my god, brighter colors. Like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that does it for me. I, I think I have to know a little more. I mean, more. brighter colors are always nice, but not for extra money. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's, yeah, that's not, reasonable. Not to be the only reason that you spend extra money or upgrade a new phone like that you just got. Like, I just got the 7. So for me, not I'm not there yet. Yeah. So, but if, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm not sure in terms of all the other things that kind of affect us in terms of our, uh, as podcasters, I think that's going to come later. As in what um what's the recording uh going to be like you know, what are the peripherals that are going to be created for it uh is it going to be faster to do post production and transference of data and all of that stuff um i think things that are going to be that i'm looking for in a phone is more more, more space oh and that's the other thing they have two types for the 8 they, there's like two sizes the 64 gig a gigabyte and the 256 gigabyte and it's like or and it's just like um 
Of course you're not going to get the 64. <laughs> right? I mean, right. no. That's, that's not enough space. Right. Oh, yeah. No, it's not even close to being enough space. There is space. no other choice. Once you go 128, you don't go back. Yeah, so I have my 128, have but there is no 128 choice. Mm-hmm. It's it's just 64 or 256. The end. 256 is like a com- that's a computer. I know. That's as much as much data wow. as my computer has. My little tiny hard drive that I have on my on my MacBook yeah. Air. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. And what about um the Apple Watch? Because it has cellular now. You don't have to have your phone with you. You can do all the stuff and listen to everything on the phone and all those things. Wait. The only way it's useful is if it has a headphone jack or Bluetooth for a headphone jack. You know, the only way I I will get an Apple Watch is if it pairs to an earphone because I have tried doing a call on there and you hold it up to your ear and then you talk into it and you hold it up to your ear. If you're anywhere, I was in Kohl's, I couldn't hear a word. Plus, everyone can hear it. So if you are somewhere quiet, you're screwed. (laughs) I have a feeling that it's dumb. I think it does pair up now. Watch. I'm going to ear pods. Cause, cause you're right. I think that it has to I'm do looking. it now because now, now because of news like Apple Music, they have like all of the stuff in there to be able to make calls in there. So it's AirPods. Seems, so yeah, the AirPods are the ones That's that. What it, yeah, I think that it can pair now. AirPods it, uh, pair to it. Yes. Yeah. So now you have the AirPods ability to have those pa- things. Yeah. Big. Big deal. I hate the AirPods. So we're <laughs> back to square one. <laughs> they look uh, so stupid. I think so too. Oh my god, John, I'm sorry. What's going on? Mowing. Mowing is happening. Oh, mowing is happening. Okay, I'm sorry. So he's quiet and all right, I get it. You hear that? No, I hear it. But you can't worry about mowing. I mean, there's nothing you can do about mowing. Yeah, I can't hear hear any mowing. No, I can't. I don't know what you're doing. I heard a little bit of it. Yeah, so I mean, the Apple Watch is. I would consider getting it now that it has that cellular component because I didn't understand like because only one of the only reasons I would use it would be if I were out on a walk or if I was jogging or if I needed to, you know, do something like that. And I didn't want to carry my phone. And I the reason I didn't get it is because I still have to carry my phone. So that's so annoying. But all of it is just dumb. But the other thing that somebody brought up is. What about, is there a cellular plan for your Apple Watch now? So that does not mean that you're going to have no. to then add that to the mix? Why are you saying no? Is there? Well, there is for an iPad. I mean, what would take the, you know, I'm a, I don't, I don't put it past the, the providers to create a plan for like an Apple Watch. You're right. You have to get a carrier. So. Apple Watch Series 3 GPS plus cellular requires an iPhone 6 or later with iOS 11 or later. Service provider, Apple Watch and iPhone service provider must be the same. So you do need service. You're right. Another reason not to want it or have it. I know. See that? That's just so lame. Stupid. I don't want it enough. I don't want it enough for that. I don't want it at all. (laughs) Yeah. No thanks. (laughs) Um, in terms of, mind you, for the people who do have an Apple Watch, what's really cool is that their ability to listen to podcasts while going jogging and things like that is going to be great. I mean, a little bit more ease of use of, of listening to podcasts on the go, because now you don't have to have your your actual phone with you when you go out to do these things or you, you don't, you know what I mean? It's because still, as of now, if you're listening to podcasts, you do still have to have your phone there if you're listening via podcast. Unless you have like a Bluetooth uh, speaker or something. But most people don't really listen to podcasts via speaker. It's more headset kind of thing. So that could, you know, help people find out. Because there's a lot of like Overcast has an iPhone app. I think Castro does as well. So that's cool. It might. uh, That's pretty cool. That's awesome sauce. Anyway, those are just some of the things that I didn't want to talk about Apple TV because it doesn't really interest me that much. Unless you would like to address any issues about Apple TV. No. Okay, good. good. Now, there was another release, though. iTunes 12.7 was released as well. So what iTunes 12.7 does, and this is the desktop version for your computer, for both Mac and PC. And what it has does is that it has essentially removed your ability to find any apps inside of iTunes. And it has moved, like, iTunes University into the podcast's 
feature, I think. It's kind of moved it that way. And also, you can no longer find your, like, ringtones and stuff inside of iTunes. Like, it kind of moved them out. I don't even know where they went, actually. It says, it says, use the new App Store or sound settings on iOS to re-download them. So there is going to be an upgrade when iOS 11 comes out. There absolutely will be a new App Store that's also going to be released. Uh, that's a de- desktop version. And... um you're going to have to just get everything there. So I guess they're trying to streamline iTunes to be like more music and movies and podcasts and audiobooks, like a lot more consumption oriented. And they're trying to remove all the extra stuff. That's good. I think that's a great thing. That's you know, what would be great is if you could select text out of there someday. Oh, why? Because for sharing? Because I like to be able to send it. Yeah, descriptions and yeah, it's just hard. Yeah, it's so annoying. You can't, I know it's, it's the most, still, I cannot stand iTunes, number one. I hate it when it opens up. It is the largest, most horrible system hogger app that I have on my computer. And it always starts to sync things. I don't want it to sync. (sighs) So annoying. Anyway, those are some of the news that we have for you this week. Uh, especially about that. We'd love to hear from you guys if any of you guys are getting the new phones. I actually, I'm I'm really thinking about the whole debate on the whole phone for a grant now because this is now going to be the norm. Having a phone and forking out a grant versus, I guess, what I was used to, which is more along the lines of like between $400 and $600 for the whole thing. Like, the phone plus the case and all of that stuff. But now it's... I don't know. It tickles my go. my price point. I'm not buying one for $1,000. I mean, 650 was... I mean, I really had to push to get 650 especially when you can go buy an Android for, you know, just a couple hundred dollars. So, I mean, for $1,000, I mean, you must... You really, really have to love iPhones. And I really, really do. But that's that's my price point right there, 650 I'm not spending $1,000 for a phone. I am going to be spending over $1,000, and I'm not going to be getting the 10. I'm getting the 8 because I'm if I'm not going to get the 64. I have to get the 250, you know, the whatever, the 256. So you get the 256, right. plus you add Apple Care because I have to have Apple, Apple Care. And they've raised the price on Apple Care. It used to be $99. Then it was $129. Now it's $149 for the 8. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you have to get the case. And the case is... I mean, for a good case, I would say for the new ones, for the eight, it'll probably be at least $50 all the way up to 100 for like those life life cases or whatever, life, whatever the hell they're called. Um, so that actually takes it slightly over $1,000 for just those things. Now, Apple um, Care for the 10 is $199. So that is also adding $200 on whatever it is that you're spending. Because again, if you're getting the 10, you're not going to get the 64 gigabyte. You're going to be getting the 11, I think it's $1,150 or something like that for the 256. So add on to that $200 for Apple Care plus a case, you got yourself a lot of money <laughs> so, for a phone. Uh, so there, yeah. and, you know, my thoughts around how that's impacting our culture, you know, because now that's going to be the norm. It's sort of like the introduction of a phone for $1,000. I mean, we have the conversation now because it feels so weird and, whoa, that's a lot. But I can guarantee in a couple of years, that's not going to be a big thing, which is, in my book, a little bit sad and exclusive. Anywho, are we ready to move on to some tooltips? Elsie's tooltips. And this tool tips is brought to you by Audio Editing Solutions, which is our amazing John, who is our producer. And if you go to audioeditingsolutions.com, you can check out what John can do for you um, in terms of uh, audio production and getting you uh, to create a show that you really, really are proud of. Plus, give you a little bit of help in terms of how you can be better uh, all on your own as well. So uh, this sort of tip that I have for you here is really something that just came into my consciousness. I have not tried this out. And this is really just to add stuff for your 
to your sort of tool case, to, toolkit, if you will, especially with all the stuff that's been going out in terms of world disasters and things like that and being powerless and all of that. I think this, if, if you are in any way wanting to stay connected or, you know, our ability to sort of stay online or our ability to uh, continue work no matter where we are, hopefully not in dire circumstances, is, is important. And this sort of like battery pack that I found here is a really great price point at this moment from the link. I don't know if it's still going to be sort of this deal is still going to be happening by the time that you guys click through, but you can find it in the show notes. It starts at $88 and it actually at full price, it's, it's really only 110. And what it is, it's a USB-C power delivery battery pack and which can charge your MacBook at like from what I hear, from when I read in the article, you can charge it at like normal speed, which means that if you were having, you know, had it into a wall, it would ex- essentially like like charge it up really super easily. So please check that out. It is called Anchor. It's an Anchor's USB C power delivery battery pack. So if you guys want to check that out and add it to your sort of prepper list of things to have in your world, that would be awesome. Yay. Right on. Right on, right on. Okay, so the reason that I'm bringing this article up is because I think, Jess, in the last episode, as I remember listening to you talk and finally hearing what you said because I was unable to hear because of our lack of connection, you said that most people were okay listening to ads on the show and not paying for a subscription model. But then there's this like new research by uh, Westwood One that said that, uh, let me see. Yeah, it says that they sh- that they are willing to pay for it. Yeah, that they're willing to pay $6 a month for an ad-free version of their favorite podcast. So, And I know that they presented this inside of the podcast upfront. The upfront. Yeah, yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. So was that like opposing information that you guys heard? I would call it self-serving information. Uh-huh. So WNYC, first of all, that's public radio. Those listeners are public radio. So this is this is them each surveying their own listeners. People who listen to NPR said, 86% of them said they don't mind the ads and they would prefer to listen to them rather than pay $5. But NPR listeners, first of all, are used to all things considered is supported by X, Y, and Z. Like it doesn't bother them. Anybody who listens to public radio is used to hearing ads or sponsorships or whatever. Westwood One is who owns Podcast One. Podcast One is a totally different network. They have Adam Carolla, Shaquille O'Neal, Joe Rogan. Those ads are probably very different than what they're hearing on the NPR shows. Also, Westwood One is, you know, they did all, I mean, yes, they do a ton of research about podcasters and stuff. And this is really, really valuable. Um, it says almost 70% of heavy pod heavy. Oh, see, that's it. Heavy podcast listeners are okay and would be willing to pay $6 a month for an ad-free version of their favorite podcast. So basically, there were two different questions. NPR said, would you rather pay $5 or are you, you know, or are you okay with hearing ads? Whereas this question is, would you be willing to pay $6 for a, um, they didn't say like, it wasn't really a question about how much do you like the ads? All right. Because look at the stat right above it. Look at the stat right above it. Okay, so in this article, it says, despite the popularity of podcasts, they're under-commercialized. So (laughs) with many opportunities to take commercial breaks, the longer the podcast, the more accepting the listeners are. 40% say a one-hour show could have six ads and three or more ad breaks. Yet the very next stat says 70% of these people would rather pay. It doesn't say would rather. It says would be willing to pay $6. Hmm. It doesn't. They didn't ask if they would rather. It's just different. The way the, way the questions are different. That's so lame because you know I mean? even just thinking about that, I'm like 39% say that one hour show with six ads could have three or more ad breaks. That's nine for 60 minutes. Yeah, I know. That's just Why not that cool. How is it not cool? A, a television show has 15 minutes of ads. Because it's just podcasting. It's not television. And exactly. we've been listening to podcasts podcast without ads. And now tele- all of a sudden, everybody's oh crowbarring ads in. 
Totally. And that's but what I'm li- getting this at. This is a question of the listeners. Don't you understand? You're concerned about hurting the listeners. These are the listeners telling you this, that they don't mind. I don't know who they're talking to. Why does it to. upset you? Yeah, I don't because know. Because I, I don't want, I don't want, so. I don't want twelve commercials in an hour show. I'll stop listening. I will That's unsubscribe insane. immediately. Immediately. Okay, but think about it the other way. Notice that they didn't say sixty percent of people said no. Ah, <laughs> oh, right? that's right. Okay. There you go. That's it. I mean, yeah, you're right. That 60% of people are like, uh, no. Yeah. All this data is is bullshit. And according to Heather Osgood, mm. who used to do ra- um, radio ad sales, this is what radio is best at. Twisting numbers. Mm-hmm. Twisting ratings. Twisting numbers. Making everything look better than it is. I mean, it's all a game. 40% of people said a one-hour show could, could have three or more ad breaks. But I bet another 20% said, go screw yourself if you put one more ad in our podcast. And yet 70% said, let's pay $6 and get rid of them all together. Right. So they're just twisting, twisting, twisting. That's why with that one... That one question that always gets me is how soon after you download do you listen to it? I mean, they don't know because a lot of times podcasts will auto-download. Yet yeah. almost all, like like 80% of people or 70% of people said within 24 to 48 hours. It doesn't matter if that's true. What matters is how they feel about the show. That's they true. feel like they're doing it immediately. That's what matters. This is sort of the same thing. Like you have to always read this, what, the stats – Stats are not just about what they say. It's also about what they don't say. I mean, if let's just say 10%, let, I mean, let's just say they asked the question, would you like it if you did an entire show that was sponsored? 90% of those people are going to say, no, I would not. Yet, some of the sponsored episodes are hilarious. Like Totino's did a whole, like they sponsored an episode, um, a comedy show. And it like doubled their sales for the for that week. It was like basically they the hosts came up with like a hundred creative things you can do with a Totino's pizza roll. Wow. Like and it was ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? So sponsored episodes can be full on hilarious if they're done properly. Any of this can be done well if it's done properly the trick is to do it properly right i mean not and and that's why i feel that's why i feel i hate this expression i feel called but that's why i really do feel like i need to start doing a course explaining how to be creative with these ads I because agree. i because the one that sticks out to me the most is mark Marin, who asked his local coffee shop for a sponsorship convinced them to do it had them give him the money went on a show and spit it out live on air and said it tasted like dog shit and tripled their sales <laughs> yeah bill Burr does an excellent job of live reads he has all these little things where he just where he makes them up like like me undies me undies he's got a little song there and you know he does yeah. all that stuff <laughs> And he does a great job with these reads. And, you know, they're fantastic where other people just come in and they just read what the copy says and then they're off. But, you know, whenever anybody else does an Indochino ad, I always sing Bill Burr going, Indochino, you know. So, you know, it's one of those things. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I mean, like Joe, I mean, in the presentation, they said they said when they were talking about Joe Rogan's show that he does such good reads that advertisers take his read and go to other podcasters and say, can you do something like this? Like, that's what I want to show people. I don't think we as podcasters are can hear it or listening. They need samples badly. Yeah, they do. I, I, and they I, need I, to know what to do. Yep. They absolutely know, need to do that. And they do need to hear all of these different things. Now, that said, though, there's going to be people that naturally are going to get this. Like, there's something like if you and I heard a couple of examples, we could go off and create some crazy kind of creativity around a sponsor. And I think that it would actually come fairly easy for us. Then there's the people who are like, by the book, scripting everything out, laying everything out. This needs to be like this. And that's just the way it is. They've got a template. And adding an like a creativity bit to it is a little over their top, especially for their skill set. And I think that's where the issues start to arise when you get a producer who or like an advertiser who is expecting something a little bit more personal from somebody who doesn't do that type of a show, nor has the skill set to be able to pull it off. So, you know, like, um, right. 
even, you know, it, it's interesting because I think Rob actually does a really good job in his show. Rob is actually very anal about the way that he puts everything together. He scripts everything out. He makes, he, sa- he, he sounds like he's reading a lot of the time and it works for him. Now, when he gets to the ads, though, he really makes them personal and he really goes out of his way to kind of put in a joke here and there and to make fun of himself and stuff like that. Like when he was selling the, the what are the razors that are out there right now? Um, that are Aries, like, yeah. Dollar Shave. You know, he, he was selling that left and right and he made it really fun because, you know, he has no hair. So he was just saying he was making fun of his, his hair and how he, <laughs> when he used those razors, his head is so shiny, you know. And he was just, he made it seem so mm-hmm. much more fun with a bunch of the stuff. And it just, there has to be a need from that. There has to be like, and when I'm saying a need from that meaning, a need for the podcaster to make it work versus, oh, I got an ad. Okay, I'm going to add read. Here's the Harvey's razors. They're really great. And they were started by this group, this couple of guys who just thought that some razors were necessary and they're really good for you guys. You guys should check them out. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Or they just read the talking points. Yeah. Which is worse. Yeah. I know. So, well, anyway, that's a, but yeah, you should do that. I think you should do that. And I think that we should start kind of closing the show here. We are, uh, again, moving on. But before I leave, I just want to give a shout out to the mighty Evelyn Badia. She had me on her show for The Hosting Journey. And The Hosting Journey is is actually a weekly podcast for all things Airbnb and vacation rental. And you know, it was really great about her. She, you know, when I said I wanted to be on podcasts to kind of talk about my new platform of like, you know, podcasting is transformational and social change and inclusion and all this stuff. She was like, I'll have you on the show. And she was like, what are we going to talk about? My show is about Airbnb. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so we kind of totally did a show where we saw the parallels between the Airbnb industry and the podcasting industry and how they sort of broke molds and how that's where we shine the most. So it's a really interesting conversation. I loved she thought about outside the box and she really wanted to support my work. And it's really great. So if you guys want to check that out, it's episode 15 and it's called Ask Me Why Podcast. So it's really great. I'll have it in the show notes. And Evelyn, thank you for the support of the show. You are amazing and I love you so much. Yes. All right. I think that we are done for today. If you guys have any feedback, you can email feedback at shepodcast.com. You can also send us some voicemail. We would love that because we'd love to add it on the show and that would be awesome. You can follow us on Twitter uh, at shepodcast and you can also, of course, join our group on Facebook or even the Facebook page. If you don't want to do the group and you're a boy, follow our Facebook page, even though we don't really post very much <laughs> at all. So there's that. Aww. I know. Sorry. You made me feel bad. Yeah, if you're a member of my group, uh, the WWSTP, you can always follow the page. You can't get into the group, and the WWSTP is We Who Stand to Pee. Uh, <laughs> Did you really make this group? I'm taking it all the way to the top. Why don't you just do it? Make a He Podcasters group. You know what? I will make it. <laughs> and then the you, you moderate it, John. <laughs> there you go. I'm doing it right now. Uh-huh. Thank you guys so much for listening. We Yay! love you. Mean it. <laughs>